a good thing, you know, because that means your parents are VIP, you come from a VIP bloodline. So welcome to the show today. Thank you. Hey. Thank you very much. Hello. Anyways, mm-hmm. tell us all about you. What makes you the awesome person you are? I'm going to add to it, but um, in your own words. Well, anyways, you guys, she's a personal trainer, nutrition coach, adaptive body work practitioner at Catherine yep. Fit. She's also from Kempville, Ontario. But yes. Tell us all about you in detail. Personal training, what do you do? Do you take grannies into a gym and whip them in shape and be like, put down that cookie, granny. Now get down, give me five minutes. More or less, yeah. I uh, I work with uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of my clients are, you know, 45 and older. They just want to move better. They want to feel better, feel better in their clothes. Um, I'm formerly a teacher, so I use my teaching background to... Um, help to educate them on eating better, uh, make sure they lift weights because a lot of women come in and they are scared to lift weights um, and men too. So we get the occasional man who doesn't want to become a bodybuilder should they start working out with us. And I assure them that will never be the case. Um, So I just, I just want people to learn to appreciate the amazing things that their body can do when they are taught properly how to do it. And to feel confident in, uh, in, in the gym and lifting weights and to feel better about how their body can move. And I want them to be able to travel in as they get older and live longer because, of, because they adopted a healthier lifestyle. That's awesome, Catherine. The only way you age is if you literally, this is science, is if you have a low protein diet and you don't work your muscles. That's literally facts. That is facts. Yeah. Aging yeah. is a choice. Aging is 100% a choice. And it's amazing when you see super old folks like doing things like gymnastics and aerials and all kinds of stuff. And it's, uh, yeah. I don't think you ever saw that video of like this powerlifter who was like our age group and she dressed up as a granny and went to a gym and just like started deadlifting oh, crazy. Yeah, I think that was Meg Squat that did that. <laughs> so I'm yeah, cool. I like her. her. Yeah, yeah I, so, her. I saw her at Arnold's. I was like in awe. That I didn't funny. get to like talk with her, but. Anyways, I'm going to start with the first question, if that's okay. Um, So I know that you run a gym in Temple, a very successful gym. Um, And I also know that you started your gym during the worst possible time during the pandemic. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us how and what you did to pivot and what you've learned and like how you've learned to be so resilient in, in starting a gym at like the worst possible time? Yeah, um, well, I did, I did open my gym in uh, October of 2020. So kind of in the middle of the pandemic, we were in uh, lockdown after lockdown. And so I kind of learned to be resilient, um, and to become more comfortable with the online world. So uh, social media, and was kind of foreign to me, like I wasn't, I didn't feel totally comfortable with it. And so kind of, I I had to learn to, um, do just do more videos even when I didn't feel comfortable doing them and post on my social media and um get more comfortable with zoom I was kind of hesitant at doing that at first and one of my clients talked me into it and it saved my I was able to work despite being closed physically I could still see my clients online and teach my classes online and my clients uh they were a little hesitant at first as well especially if they're older but they yeah. totally just like, they, they took it in, they, they figured it out and they did it. And I was able to keep working despite the lockdowns. Um, so just, I guess, becoming comfortable with what I was uncomfortable with. So yeah. doing the videos, getting my face out there, 
um, taking, you know, I was always scared of being criticized. If I put a video up on YouTube, would somebody like say something backwards, you know, backwards about it if they didn't agree and who really cares really. I just, um, I, I just had to kind of face that and just put myself out there and it's paid off. I know, I, I know 100% how you feel because I am not comfortable with technology and I'm trying to yeah. break through that. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. Um, yeah. so my next question is that I know you haven't always been Catherine fit. Um, you've, had, you've had to overcome a, like a lot of challenges as most of us have. Um, can you tell our listeners what brought you into the fitness industry? So I um, started, uh, like, I've always been, I love food. I've always had, you know, uh, be able to build muscle easily, but lose weight, losing weight and losing fat has always been challenging for me. So when I was able to, uh, (laughs) right, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I'm thicker. I got the thick legs and I got the wide shoulders. No, 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 Catherine, you are not allowed to associate with the thickness. I have four C's on my thick. (laughs) Stop this interview right now. Oh, damn, I have three. Okay, I'm going to earn another you got seat. One, you got 1.5. <laughs> and on the topic 1.5. of fitness, our theme today, if you guys didn't already know, is summer fun, making fitness fun and balanced. Because at a certain age in your life, you need to accept your thickness and your lifestyle and try to make it work. Stop lying to yourself. Know your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't crash into nobody. Get it right. And by the way, if you are listening for the first time, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. We love that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Continue, Mrs. Thick, with 1.5. <laughs> okay, 1.5 Zs. Um where was I um so yeah I haven't always been the in like in shape or fit and so when I lost some weight um this would be like 11 12 years ago now I did it through just changing the way I was eating and I was and I was exercising I was doing like a regular program but it was the eating that really helped me to get to where I wanted to be um I love food I love to eat I love to eat when I'm feeling a variety of emotions So I had to learn kind of how to figure that out, how I could still enjoy my food and how I could still um, um, just enjoy, enjoy eating and enjoy, enjoy the process without being resentful of it. So I wanted to teach people once I kind of got to where I wanted to be at the time, I thought I had to be fit in order to be a personal trainer. Um, So that that was a misconception I had at the time. But um, I just, I wanted to, once I got there, I wanted to teach people how they could do the same thing. So I uh, so got I, my I first... will interrupt you because I yeah. will say I saw your before and after pictures and it is a big difference and you've done amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So it's not yeah, like I... you're, you've not, you've, I, what I mean is like, you haven't always been the way you are yeah. now, which is, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with the way you were back then, but you have made a yeah. huge change in your lifestyle. Very, so, very much. Yeah. I, thank you. I, and even still, I still struggle with, um, you know, binge eating, eating when I am sad, happy, frustrated, yeah, I, I whatever. Too. It's, it's like human yeah. nature, right? Like, yeah. 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 And just learning how to navigate around that and learning what my triggers are. So when I am feeling any of those things, what I can do instead of going to look through the cupboards or open the fridge door. And so I talk to my clients a lot about that. And I try to be transparent about my own struggles because I want them to know that they're not alone. And just because I'm in the position yeah. that I'm in, I, I still, it's still like a daily thing for me. And it's something that's not going to go away. So if they struggle with it now, 
they have to learn to deal with it moving forward. And while it might come easier, um, it's not something that's like disappears in my, I don't think no. anyways. Mood disorders I, 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 are, re are a real thing, like chemical releases, hormones, all these different things. Like this is a very complicated yeah. like science. There's a lot of yeah. external internal factors that go way beyond how you're feeling uh, mentally, emotional and about control. So it's yeah. like prevention goes a long way, but like I say to people, if you're a binge eater, like if you're going to pig out, pick pig out on, like on meat, you know what I mean? Pig out on yeah. protein. If you Beautiful. feel like you yeah. need four chocolate bars, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's a hell of a lot better eating two protein yeah, bars and those four chocolate eat. bars. So like, that's how I kicked mm. it. And then also like I, for, you know, for myself too, I know that if I'm sitting around all day, I'm like object emotion stays emotion. Um, I'm going to get depressed and stress. Right. So I make sure that like, I make sure that fitness is a part of my day all mm -hmm. day long in bits and pieces. So I'm constantly getting those, I guess you could say like, you know, uh, serotonin fixes and releases. So like most of the time people like mm -hmm. their hormones are so disrupted on a doctrine level from so many different elements, whether it's the food they eat, the water they're drinking, the air they're breathing, their environment, their house, things are disrupting all of those. Like even just if you don't want to go Wi-Fi, but all these, there's just so many external things. So it's like, yeah, it, like uh, Hilda said, it's like human nature, it's natural, right? So it's, we got to get past this whole, you're lazy and you're fat, and you're stupid and penalizing people and understanding that our ancestors never had access to these things ever. They were always in survival mode. And plus mm -hmm. they were always, uh, you know, had to use their body as a form of transportation. So they would burn it off. Right. So there wasn't mm -hmm. like, and, and they have proven like sumo wrestlers, for example, right. They have a ton of fat, but the, what makes them healthy, even though they're in an obese category, their fat is outside of the muscle. And that right. is because of the, the exercise that they do. They're metabolically healthy. So it's like, that's why you have people in all different parts of the country that are, don't have access to processed food, right? Who walk all day and are curvy, like the women are curvy, but they're not unhealthy, right? They, mm -hmm. they would be healthier if they had access to clean water and better food, but they're not unhealthy from processed food, right? They're not unhealthy from sitting on their bum. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's, it, we have to get away from this. Okay. I gotta jump on the scale. I'm going to do these behaviors in accordance with, with um, how I think about myself or things that are going on, just get back to the point of like, okay, shit's gonna happen. I'm gonna get stressed. There's gonna be triggers. How do I deal with it? Instead of just being like, I'm gonna just go on and um, to the supplement store and drop a whole bunch of money and I'm just gonna get a trainer and my whole life's gonna change. I'm never gonna feel like that again. I think that's unrealistic. Helen and I talked a lot about that with her last bodybuilding competition. Like, you know, mental health is king, right? Um, mm -hmm. And yeah we got to get past this it's got to be an obsession but in a healthy way do you know what i mean you're not beating yourself up if that makes sense like some of the yeah, stuff you described yeah no definitely i um i used to back when i first started when i first lost weight so several years ago i was super obsessed with not eating any dessert so i went for months and months without eating some of my favorite things and i have a big sweet tooth and i love to eat so I, but I thought I would immediately gain weight and I would regress if I had any kind of dessert. So I have since, and then I would go the complete opposite on the other end of the spectrum and eat my face off and be totally rebellious on, um, on, on what I was go, go completely the other way. So I'm somewhere in the middle now where I know that I can eat a burger and eat fries and I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to regress and go back to where I was many years ago. So it's just kind of learning to be, have like that happy middle ground and yeah. So my next question for you is you've recently taken up powerlifting. Um, yeah. Like how are you enjoying it and what competitions have you done? 
I love it. So the reason I love it is because um, it's about being strong as fuck and just lifting, you know, getting as strong as you can and and being in a community of other power lifters that you're not necessarily competing against, but it's like a, a exactly. it's a meeting of yeah, like a meeting of the minds kind of thing. So um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very much. So I don't feel like I'm competing against all these really strong women who outlift me by a lot, but I'm more like learning from them and being inspired by them because they can do something that I hope to do in the future. But yeah. you know, I'm I still consider myself to be a beginner, so I'm not doing it right now. But yeah, I've done, um, so I've done three. I did uh, my first one with, with Hilda. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. <laughs> one on the weekend. Yeah, very, very, it was very recently. So yeah, yeah the, the, my, the Nationals was my third one in, uh, in Ottawa. And my second one was uh, the Halloween Bash, also in Ottawa. And the third one was in Kempville, the one that Hilda hosted with Kurt. Yeah. So it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're going to have another one in, in the Kempville area. It's not going to be in Kempville, yeah. but it's going to be in the Kempville area. In okay. Yes, I did see oh. that. That's awesome. I yeah. will definitely be signing up for that. Okay. Awesome. I think yeah. what's really good about you, Catherine, is that like you've uh, absorbed like all the different elements that I mentioned earlier um, into your practice and, and working with people from that perspective, because there mm -hmm. is still a lot of toxic, toxic bodybuilders on there that are like yeah. X equals Y and it's that black and white and it's that simple. And yeah. like for me, I know I have to exercise probably two or three times more than the average person, regardless of what I eat. Um, if mm -hmm. I do, like if I start myself and do the binge style, you know, I will lose weight yeah. temporarily, but it's not very significant because I've just done it to myself too many times over the years. But like, um, yeah. it's, 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 it's stupid. It's not worth it. And um, so, you know, as, like I said, you know, you have to find what is your healthy body weight that's like realistic but you need mm -hmm. to take care of all those other things first properly and slowly and then kind That's of settle right. into a nice rhythm and accept it. I mean, all of us, you know, can sit there and critique our bodies for the rest of our lives, but you look at like personal or those uh, plastic surgery botched fails, mm -hmm. you know, when you think of, like it, it's not perfect. It's actually not beautiful. It's the flaws that make you beautiful and unique. So when you end up trying to look like plastic Barbie doll, you just look like a scary monster, man. You guys know what I'm talking about? You've seen some of these people. Yes. Like yes. with the bomb injections and the lip and I'm like, calm down, man. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah. you're, you, you, you look scary. Like you really look scary and there's no human left in you. And human is beautiful, you know? Yeah, I have I never agree. seen, and anybody who's like, I can't sleep with you because you've got just some, like just a little bit of flab jiggle on the bottom of your arm is a loser. Mm -hmm. So yes. it's like, you know, you don't want to be around people that are petty and superficial anyway. So who cares, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you know, definitely. Are they paying your bills? Are they paying your bills? No. Are they your mm -hmm. daddy? No. No. Anyways, continue. Out of the theme. Phoenix, um, you guys, because Catherine is on our show today, we are doing a sale, flash sale, one day only. Hilda doesn't even know about this. I'm pretty sure I mentioned her, but it was a while ago. But uh, because uh, we have a theme about being reborn in Phoenix, because that's how I feel about my life. I can relate to you a lot on that. We have a serious collection of merch, Phoenix, that hasn't been attached to anybody yet. And that athlete, cool. oh. but, which I want to talk to you about. But in the meantime, to celebrate, we're going to send her something from our store. But we want you guys to check out the Phoenix collection. And we're going to be having awesome. a sale. Yeah, mm -hmm. 20% cool. off, one day only on our Phoenix collection. So check out our store at www.panastrong.ca and please get in touch with Catherine Swale for personal training because she's obviously an amazing human. But uh, what yeah. on that subject, um, can you explain why and where you came up with that theme? 
Uh, so the reborn theme with the phoenix, we had the phoenix, the bird uh, phoenix around our studio a lot. And I wanted something to represent a mind and body transformation. So not just transforming physically, getting to where you want to be or how you think you want to look, but not changing anything about what's going on inside is just going to end you back up to where you were. And, but whenever you have that mind transformation or that mindset transformation, you're going to see more longer lasting results in your physical self. So kind of the two go hand in hand. And in my experience, they, you need to have the mental front transformation in, in order for the physical transformation to last. There's not enough finger snaps right now for what you're saying. Finger snaps yeah, exactly. everywhere. You ever watch the show? Uh, I don't, if they call it TLC, Tender Loving Care Network, I should call it Toxic. Yeah. It's like, I have other acronyms. Okay, TLC. I hope they don't mm -hmm. listen to this. Don't cancel me now. Um, but there's that show uh, like about the bigger folks. Um, and how mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we still, I think we're still failing in that category medically, how we deal with people because there's trauma, like there's all these things that are wrapped around. Luckily now they're starting to provide that kind of, um, supports to people like mental health and therapy and whatever else. But it's like, there is a, there was a show with, uh, the, one of the Kardashians, like a uh, revenge mm -hmm. God, who was it? Mm -hmm. Jenner something, but it was really just Photoshop. Like these people didn't lose a lot of weight. It was just most basically a glorified makeover and maybe lost 10 pounds. But the issue was with that and why a lot of people took issue with it and why the show stopped was because people basically just said like what you said, it's kind of exploitive, right? Because you're not helping people change from the inside out. It's kind yeah. of like when people go to, um, you know, a detox center for a month, a month is not enough. A month is not exactly. enough. 20 years of trauma, a month is not enough. So you really do, yeah. like you said, have to transform from the inside out. And you know, a lot of people are tempted to go to the trainers who are like, yeah, 90 days, I'm making it like 100 pounds, but that's great, cool, that's great, but like, then people bounce back, and, and no one yeah. ever talks about that, and that is actually a big thing in our industry of people who go from trainer to trainer and have these dramatic, um, you know, weight loss, and that's actually really hard on your body met uh, metabolically wise, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to jump back and forth, and I've done that, like I've said, Hilda, like I've been a size 6 to size 20, like more than once in my life. And yeah. my, my healthy range is like size 12. That's where I'm healthy and fit and feeling good and eating what I'm supposed to be eating. But it's mm -hmm. like, you know, my brain wants to be a size six. And I'm like, no, stop it. You're not a size <laughs> four, six. Stop doing that yourself. So, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, but anyways, I want to hear what your thoughts were on that because I think that's what makes you unique. And I think that's very important. Is like, once you change from the inside out, you will never yeah. be the same. You will never go back and you will rise higher than you've ever risen before. And by the way, the fact that Phoenixes are, are stalking you is amazing. <laughs> that's great cool yeah I totally believe in the sustainable approach so I always tell people if they come in to see me and they want to hire me as their trainer or they want to do one of my programs I tell them like right away that I don't provide like I, we're not doing any kind of quick fixes this is like a I'm going to teach you the skills that you need in order to make this a lifelong journey and not something yeah like if somebody loses, you know, a large amount of weight in a short amount of time with me, that's great. But can they keep it off? Possibly not, especially if it's a large yeah. amount. And we get people who come in and they want to lose weight, like immediately, like yesterday, you know, I, I wanted to, I, I'm 50 pounds plus overweight, but I want to be done with this weight in a couple of weeks, like help me get rid of it. And I'm like, well, then I don't think I'm your girl. Cause I, I just, I'm yeah, not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to help someone be unhealthy. We, we need to so. stop judging personal trainers as success by those stupid makeover pictures. Like, I honestly hate those pictures. Mm -hmm. Those like 90-day, 30-day of yeah. before and after. Because it's just yeah. like, it, that's not a good, yeah. that's one metric, right? To judge. Yeah. yeah. Trainer. 
Yeah. And I want to like, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Go, go on. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all right. I like, I always ask my clients, like, instead of stepping on the scale, judge your progress in other ways. Like, did you increase the weight that you're using in the gym? Did you need to take less rest after you climbed a flight of stairs? Are you on less pills for your diabetes? Whatever, you know, like quit look, quit standing on the scale and using that to like ruin your day if the number didn't go where you wanted it to. I know with myself, my, the scale can fluctuate quite a bit. Like if yeah, I eat too much salt or if for instance, my cycle or uh, mm-hmm. I'm stressed out, like, so I, yeah. I try not to, I, I do want to stay in my weight class for powerlifting, like, you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, at the same time, I know that I can go anywhere from like 143 ish to 152. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It fluctuates that much right now. I'm on the higher end. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So no, same. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I think our bodies, like you and I, Hilda, we're very alike in terms of like how we can put on muscle quickly, but it's hard for us yeah. to like lose yeah, weight. Yeah. yeah. And so I yeah. feel your pain because I, yeah. And then the week of my period, I just wanted to eat the whole house. I and I really, I really have to like dial myself in so I don't go in like and, and eat everything that I see yeah. in front of me. So, no, I'm, I'm in the exact same. I, I get it. We're the same that way. And we have a lot in common, yeah. actually. And it's funny that yes. we both too. Um, yeah. so speaking of themes on a different, our theme for July is getting prep or getting your pet back and summer body ready. Um, what advice do you have on our listeners or for our listeners for this? Uh, well, with the nice weather, I always tell my clients to get outside and walk more. So like walk as much as you can, uh, get some vitamin D, so, like just get outside. Yeah. I prefer outside walking as opposed to walking on the treadmill, which is super boring. So just like put your... Yeah, like put your shoes on, go outside, go for a bike ride, do do something that you enjoy. And if you hate the activity that you have decided that you're going to do, it's probably not going to last and you're probably just going to rebound and, and not stick with it. So um, myself, like I've been getting out for lots of walks and I find it helps me clear my head. It also just helps me stay kind of in the weight that I want to be in in order to be in my weightlifting class for powerlifting. Yeah but I'm getting ready for a photo shoot. So I'm just trying to do lots of walking, lots and lots of walking. Yeah. So I'll go out like super early in the morning. I'm a morning person. So it's really nice at like five in the morning, I think walking through Kenville or I'll be out in the evening. And I've just, I've taken it. I've tried to think of it. It's less inconvenient to be out there walking. I used to just be like, Oh, this is my free time. I don't want to be doing this, but I'm trying to take a different headspace about it and um yeah I would just tell people to do what they love and learn to figure out how they can incorporate this activity into their life Mm -hmm. um and just learn how to make some time for movements and make less excuses for being busy and you know if it when it seems inconvenient then maybe you need to have a look at your schedule or you need to figure something out where you can fit in more time so my next question for you is like, so it's kind of a personal question, but uh, so I know you from a, a, a commercial gym that we both have worked at and I yep. was really impressed with how kind and willing you were to help me as a, like a new trainer. You could have looked at me and been like, through you, I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm not helping you. And like, mm-hmm. I was in, not a new trainer, but a new trainer there. Um, yeah. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of other people would not have been as kind as you were. And I know that you have this amazing abundance mindset and can you explain to our listeners and give them tips on how, because I know like in our society, we're always competing and with you and me, there's not like, it's like you attract a certain type, I attract a certain type and we yep. like have that mindset of abundance. So I just like to yep. hear 
how you develop that? Um, I have just, um, I guess I want, I, I've learned, I guess, over the years that other women aren't my competition. I don't, I can think of other women as, I, I guess maybe growing up, I kind of thought of women as being uh, competitors to me. So I tried to, yeah. I re recently in the past few years, tried to get rid of that idea and think of women as more uh, like mentors and friends and yeah. people who can help me get better at my craft. And and also just believing in what I do and believing that it can do great things and then hoping that my belief will draw people in and want them to be a part of what I'm doing. So uh, I guess if, if I believe it, people will come kind of mindset. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. but um, yeah, and in terms of, I just always, and in terms of being helpful, I guess I just want to see other people succeed and, yeah. and, and understanding that, yeah, we attract different people. We're doing a different, different things. So while we may be in the same field, um, yeah. yeah, like we're, we're going to attract like a different kind of clients and just acknowledging that has been super helpful. So on that topic of getting support and help from people, if you are looking for um, mobility drills and um, fitness advice and all that good stuff, check out our Facebook group, Strong Women of Canada. We have an entire merch collection with um, a pretty kick-ass logo for Strong Women of Canada. Um, the girl's pretty ripped. Anyways, check that mm -hmm. out. You know, join. Um, Hilda's on there well, and our other elite okay. sponsored athletes. And uh, you can post your content and get live uh feedback um from other folks in the group from other ladies um and all kinds of things we do reviews i always post a lot of great content scientific research on fitness and training and such and uh, we also have another group called team Panda strong so check that out on facebook and we have tons of fitness challenges and dance challenges on our youtube page and tiktok tiktok okay. on the clock and the party don't stop what is that I don't know, Keisha, something? Keisha? I don't know. Um, anyways, I'm on the strong podcast. So on the topic, all of us three women are entrepreneurs. And uh, mm -hmm. obviously we all just went through a crazy two-year, uh, you know, lockdown, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, craziness. I just call it World War III. I don't even care, World War mm -hmm. War, whatever. That's how I look at it. Um, so we all had to kind of pivot and, and learn how to be resilient, um, you know, in our personal lives, maybe with our spouse or kids or our business. So um can you oh, tell us what you did to pivot <laughs> and how you learned to be so resilient as an entrepreneur that you are today? And to keep that abundance mindset because they'd be like, oh, by the way, in five minutes, you ain't going to have no food. Oh, yeah. In 10 minutes, you ain't going to get, you can't go anywhere. You can, there's no way, there's, life is over as we know it. So it's very difficult to stay positive and come out um, the same human or good human after that. So let's be real mm. here. How did you do that? Uh, I think having a good, like a great support network has been super helpful. So um, like my husband has been my greatest supporter. He's always, um, believed in what I'm doing as a trainer, um, has, has lots of ideas to help me like be, become a better business person, become, um, just to help me along the way. And he's just very supportive. So that has been super helpful in, in being resilient. So when I'm feeling down, and I, he encourages me to talk about these things rather than going towards my normal vice, which would be food. He encourages me to kind of like come out with it, but, um, and just, yeah, to, so a great support network has been super helpful to ask for help when I need it, which I have a hard time with, 
So asking for help, um, having people in my support network that can help me do things so so that I can focus more on the business. So maybe it's somebody to help me clean my studio or clean my apartments or um, have somebody do my bookkeeping, which which uh, I was happy to give that role to someone else yeah, or <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. just ask, asking for help and having like a team of people to um, help me get through through all the navigate through all yeah, these like, things that you, there's no way you as an entrepreneur there's no way that you can do everything on your own you have to like source out stuff. yeah yeah definitely it's you're like, successful yeah. that way it's yeah. it's, an, it's an honor I personally think hiring people and being a leader an entrepreneur and having staff employees support, like I consider that a huge honor and a privilege like it's not something that I take um you know with a grain of salt because so many people would love to work for a small business or local business versus a big corporation, right? And I know that yeah. when people are entrusting, you know, their paycheck, their livelihoods in you, that's a huge, like, it's mm -hmm. a, like, you can't get a bigger compliment than that. And like, that just shows like, to me, responsibility and what matters in life. And I think, you know, it really also showed this pandemic, how disposable people are and how there's so many people on topic of health mental, physical, spiritual, whatever. There's so many people who sacrifice their emotional, spiritual health, what they want out of life to have a job, a job that was easily would throw them away um, or could go away in a second. So you have to ask yourself, especially like I said, if you've got kids, is all this sacrifice worth it? So whatever yeah. you're doing for employment, whether you're traveling, right? Are you working remote or you're working mm -hmm. from a small shop? It doesn't make you happy because money can go fast and it can also be made super fast. You know, but the biggest yeah. gamble you have is time. You can never get time back. And you can, yeah. once you've done a lot of damage to your health, like um, it takes a long time to retract it. Like my mom, you know, she's a good example of that. And it's like, you know, your body will throw you red flags and be like, dude, if you don't stop, it's going to shut down soon. Mm -hmm. Right. But you yeah. push it. So our bodies are incredibly resilient and they put up with a lot, but it's like, at one point you need to put yourself, you know, put yourself in your health first and, and th think of that as the top appointment, or top priority. You know, so on that yeah. content, yeah. people have been sitting a lot um, and not moving around, you know, mm -hmm. and so mobility is a huge fact. Like I worked for my office. I had meetings for like six hours, three days in a row. And my hips were so sore that I couldn't even work out. Like I was in so much pain and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So sitting is not good for you. We all know that. Um, they, they say it's the same smoking cigarettes. That's how bad it is. Science. So anyways, your social media has a lot of mobility content. What are some yeah. of your favorite mobility drills? Well, I love this for somebody who's been sitting at their computer a lot. So, and, and, and I, we do this a lot for people who have a shoulder health issues or thoracic mobility issues. So if they've been sitting um, at a desk or have some clients who are knitters. And so they sit in their chair and they just go for hours and they knit. Um, so some thoracic mobility drills. So just opening up their shoulders and opening up their chest. This is also good for my shoulders. Um, so uh, we do a lot of uh, against the walls, so doing like windmills and like opening a book kind of thing. Yeah, you can also do them on the, yeah, also do them on the floor. So I, I prescribe a lot of that stuff to my clients um, and hips as well. So from sitting, people will have tight hips. So I'll get them into positions that they didn't think they could get into. Yeah. Whoa, um, whoa, so some, whoa, Catherine. Yeah. Not that type of podcast position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. The problem is I'm a dancer. Yeah, so whenever yeah. my kids play in sports, I'm like doing, I call it the yogurt, the yoga up on the field. And I'm stretching yeah. and my kid comes up and smacks me. It's just like, don't mom, no, don't do that. Because I'm embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing all these like hip stretches and I'm just like, 
this big, yeah. large, tall panda and all my yeah. goodies are coming out because I'm not, you know, like a 90 pound skinny little white yoga teacher. Like right. I'm just all fixed. So my juice is spreading everywhere. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the most sexually inappropriate looking hip stretches are the best for you. I'm just saying, you know, they feel Don't great. Know, yeah. Yeah. Squat, work. That's right. So some 90, 90 stuff. Yeah. Well, it's lots yeah, of stuff. I love lots of thoracic stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all of you said yeah. that I, I love going up to people and doing hip thrusts and just being stupid like the 90s yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm stressing this. Yeah. yeah they love it I'm sure god so yeah. my next question you mentioned your photo shoots and you yeah. had like beautiful photo shoots done and I Thank wanted you. to know you even had one with like a major photographer I think from the Toronto area but yep. I wanted to know how this helps you to stay fit and confident um I guess I just, the more photo shoots I do, so I'm going into my seventh photo shoot and the more I do, the more I feel more comfortable in front of the camera. So if I look back to like my very first one, which was like 11 or 12 years ago, I had no idea what to do. I just like stood there like scared and uncomfortable. And so now I guess, and like I go in there, I get my makeup done, get my hair done. And of course, and then you feel great when you get all that stuff done. You feel sexy and like, yeah. 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 And then you get your outfit on and also the photographer, having like a great photographer really helps too, because it can help to make you feel more comfortable. Um, and just, I guess it's doing, doing these photo shoots for me just kind of helps to keep me maybe a little focused and helps to, you know, right now I'm getting ready for a photo shoot that's going to be in two and a half weeks. So I'm a little more dialed in than I am normally. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm like super not fun Catherine right now. And in terms of what I'm eating, but, um, I'm, it just, I guess it helps give me a goal, something to work towards something like a powerlifting meet. So I, you know, for six or seven months, yeah, I prepared for the powerlifting nationals. I got ready for that. I had to cut my weight a little bit because I was a little outside of my weight class, which was fine. So um, I just had to like dial it in. It really helped me like mentally to focus. And um, yeah. I just, I just think I have some mental clarity. Your black and white pictures are beautiful. Like they're stunning. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. I, I, yeah, I love, I'm going back to the same photographer. So back to Paul Lucetta. Yeah. It's it's super fun. And it just helps me. I feel, I feel great when I'm doing them and I feel confidence and yeah. Yeah. And you look, you look amazing. So my next question for you, um, this is going to be our last question is what are some of the services that you provide at Reborn? I know we kind of mentioned that. And also, mm-hmm. how can we find you? So uh, all my services are listed on katherinefit.com. And so I do we I do a lot of online training, uh, one-on-one training, but I'm leaning more towards the online world at the moment. So I have an online group program that I'm running right now. So it's an eight-week group like called Mind and Body Reset. So I wanted to focus on um, every week. I give them like a new habit to focus on. Um, okay. And I, I want it to be from beginners to intermediate level. So, and I'm trying to make it as um, accessible to, especially the beginner folks as possible. So it's not too overwhelming. It's, um, yeah. And then I have a one-on-one 90-day program that I do. So it's a little more personalized. It's got Mm -hmm. a higher price point, but it is um, certainly, it will help the person that is really struggling to uh, get to where they want to be with their mindset and and their physical self. And we work together to kind of get over any humps that they are experiencing. And then they can continue working with me past the program. Okay. 
And um, you yeah. also have some social media stuff that you're doing too, like um, your yeah. uh, YouTube as well as uh, your Instagram. Can you give our listeners your handles and stuff? Yeah. So my uh, my YouTube channel is called Catherine um, Fitz. So there's a space between Catherine and Fitz. Okay. And my uh, my Instagram handle is terrible because I always forget what the name is. This is not good. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's Catherine Trainer or something like that. Or I, yeah, I, I have um, it on there, so I should know it. That's okay. Um, yeah. I'm, don't worry, I got it. We're good. I will put it on the screen. I will okay. I effectively slide into our DMs. So Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it's an I should have it's a terrible handle name. I can never remember where I put the uh, underscore. People will be like, I'm hard to follow, no one ever follows me. I'm like, well, why do you have such a weird ass username? They'll weird be like Mikey45300, um, yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow. And I'm like, what? No one's gonna remember that. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Okay, make your last name. Okay, you're not that cool. Calm down with your numbers. Was that how you got attention yeah. in school? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. You gonna laugh? <laughs> Did you add numbers for attention? But uh, I have a couple of more things I want to say before you go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, we're at a really key pivotal time. Like there's a lot more size inclusive training um, available. And I think that there's, it's almost like the pendulum swing, right? For such a long time, there was this focus on hit training and just super intense balls to the walls or go home. And yeah. <laughs> we talk about the old aerobics nineties videos. They were so long. They were so long. Those things were like an hour and a half long, you know, yeah. and yeah. it was too much of, of a good thing. And then some weird things that you're like, that doesn't mm -hmm. do anything. Why is that there? Um, mm -hmm. and, and then, and then this whole of like, um, it's like building your body from the ground up. Like, how's your, like you said, your range of moment, your flexibility second to mm -hmm. that. It's like, well, you know, can you, how much can you walk? Like what's the average steps you can do in a day without, you know, having mobility pain or, uh, yeah whatever, just getting winded as hell. Um, you know, what's your posture, right? So that's, what's your musculoskeletal structure? That'd be the third, you know? And then fourth to that, it's like, well, if a bear was chasing, would you be eaten? Just wondering, could you sprint, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, can you ride a bike? Uh, so just like really basic stuff like that, you know? And then obviously, um, you know, core training and, and all that good stuff, but just basic composition. But um, I think people are honestly overwhelmed. Like there's literally so much content out there. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and there's so many weird things like talk about mobility drills. Like there's so many things that seem like that's not necessary, you know, like people stand mm -hmm. on like a, a bozu ball on a barbell or just weird things. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's, and it's hard because as a fitness influencer, a fitness teacher, you know, everybody wants what's hot, what's new, what's trending. And the thing is, it's like fitness is fitness. Like just move, man. Like just lift. So I was curious, like, because you're very, you know, you're about innovation, about being reborn, but you still really want to stick to the basics. So could you give us a glimpse? Like, I know you work with obviously the older active group. There's a lot more master athletes that are wanting to get into powerlifting and get mm -hmm. their body in shape. So let's just say they're not super heavily like obese and they're not super, super out of shape, but you know, they could use a good, you know, give me 10 pushes. Um, what can you kind of like go more in detail of your approach to training, some drills, some exercises you would recommend that people do because like people are, have apps, like I said, they don't even, yeah. I mean, we've got to be honest. I'm not saying we don't have value because we do. That's why I'm making this point. But it's very easy for people to be like, oh, I don't want to spend $150 on a personal trainer because there's this app, there's this, there's that, there's this. Yeah. So yeah. besides obviously the customized approach, we all know that and giving them, you know, yeah. proper prescriptions of exercises. What mm -hmm. can you, can you like in the world, if you're surrounded right now and they're like, hey, I got 30 exercises 
And there are the, yeah. the, the place that I mentioned, what would you prescribe to them? What are some things people can start to do? And with the mindset that they're going to get into strength training and competing. Well, everybody needs to stand up, sit down and stand up again in their day multiple times. So I always encourage everybody to learn how to squat. And we start off with like body weight squats and then go from there, like add a, add a dumbbell, um, use a, if they can, they use a safety bar. Um, not everybody uh, wants a bar on their back or can do a yeah. bar on their back, depending on their mobility. So like we use landmine approach or the safety bar is popular, but yeah, like everybody um, sits and stands like so many times in a day. So like maintaining the strength to, or getting the strength to be able to do that without assistance, without using yeah. your hands is important. So depending on where the person is, we kind of start with like body weight stuff and then go from there. And some people just need to start like really, really basic and others can start a little bit further down the road, but, and also, um, so squats, push-ups. And women feel super strong. I find when they learn how to do a push-up, oh, yeah. they discover that they can. So yeah, like I always like to throw push-ups in there from an incline. Um, and then we've been doing a lot of push-ups using an assisted band. So they can do push-ups from the floor, but they're used, they're having a band to help them back up. And they just, they feel like awesome after like, whoa, I did a push-up from the floor. Um, yes, a band's helping me, but eventually I'll have less of a band helping me to get up off the floor and and uh, yeah, they're, so they're feeling strong and they're feeling confident and you surprise, like you surprise the hell out of them whenever they're like, well, I just yeah. did that. Or they do um, um, a pull-up using a band. And again, they're like, oh, my, look at what my body can do. I had no idea. Um, but not, well, exactly. not every, yeah. Like so a lot just, of people yeah. feel like they need to be fit because of, you know, like I said, my wife, I want her to sleep with me. <laughs> yeah, I want my <laughs> husband to sleep. I'm being honest yeah. though. I mean, yeah. especially if you've been married for a long time. I mean, it's the truth, yeah. right? Like they yeah. want to be sexually attractive again and mm -hmm. to their spouse, um, or they want to be treated with respect more and they think they will be if they look a certain way, which is true and not true at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it's like, at the end of the day, you have to do it for you. Like, I don't give a crap. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm -hmm. the highest weight my bike can handle and I'm super okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, because I can't use that as a deterrent not to get on the bike, right? It's just like, whatever yeah. I weigh at the end of the day, I weigh. It's like, if you don't want to sleep with me, fine. Not beat me. Yeah. That's fine. You know, you don't want to yeah. be fine. That's fine. I don't care. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's like you have to, to me rising like a phoenix means rising um, away from you know divisiveness, whether it's like political mm -hmm. mindsets, religion, anything that is making you miserable and torturing you and putting yeah. you into these weird places and mindsets that just aren't healthy for you. Like you need to break free and break past the chains of your life and the ceilings of doubt and the ceilings and lies and. Mm -hmm. It's just like all this mythical stuff, philosophical stuff that's floating around your head and in your yeah. real physical environment and just do it for you. That's what to me mm -hmm. being a phoenix is, is rising from the ashes. It's like when you've been burned to the ground, yeah. you feel like a loser. You feel like you've got nothing yeah. left to give and you're in a shitty spot and you're, you know, at the bottom. It's like, well, rise for yourself, like to be mm -hmm. happy for you, not for anyone else, not because you know, you're a go-getter, like for you, because yeah. to be happy, you know, it's like, if you saw a kid who was sitting in the corner, miserable all the time and not playing, you would be concerned yeah. about the mental health, right? You would be severely yeah. concerned. You'd be like, yeah. what is going on? What, this yeah. isn't, this isn't normal. Especially if it was like yeah. a kid who's like, you know, eight and under, you'd be like, really like, what the hell? And whenever I'm around kids, I just think like, that's how we all are inside. That's how we get older. We have more life experiences and, you know, our mm -hmm. bodies age on the outside, but we're still that kid at heart, right? We're still, and that's what you got to be as young at heart. So it's like, 
Yeah. When there's nothing left to lose and you've lost it all, or you feel like you've, you, you're in a shit place. Well, you can only go, um, nothing but up and you got to burn away all the, the crap. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. Like get rid of all the noise and just only add in the things that make you feel good, not more noise. And that could be exercise too. Right. Like, don't be like you said, torturing yourself with running Mm -hmm. around the block. If it's really not being super effective for you. Yeah. Yeah, Mentally or physically. You hate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people think they need to run and I'm like, no, just walk. (laughs) God, walk. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do things to yourself. You don't need to do that's unnecessary. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. When I run, I always laugh because people like, man, you're really fast. Like, you know, and like, I know you weren't expecting that. Were you, you know, (laughs) I don't run because I don't need to run, you know, but if I needed to run, I could probably, you know, I could probably, I was worried someone stole my wallet and need to be able to like, you know, tackle them, punch them and get my wallet back. It's just for safety purposes at this point. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but like, thank you so much for um, sharing your story. About Thank you for having me. Like who you are and why you do what you do. And I think you have such a good heart. And I think your business has so much purpose. And I think it's changing so many lives. And we definitely like need more trainers and people like you. And I mean, imagine if you never worked with Hilda. Hilda wouldn't be the fabulous, awesome. That's right. Amazing top <laughs> trainer she is changing the world. She wouldn't be on my podcast. Yeah. It's crazy. Look yeah. at the impact you've had, Catherine, from that yes. abundance mindset. I am I'm so grateful. And to have Hilda, well, for, for sure, like have Hilda in my life. I wouldn't have started powerlifting probably. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful to have you in my life because I wouldn't be going in the direction maybe that I'm going into now. Yeah. Yeah, I want okay. you to do what you need to do to make your life better. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like you you change yourself for yourself, you know, like that's, and when you do that, it's not selfish because then it makes the whole world a better place. Your community becomes better. If your marriage is better, your, your kids are going to be better. If your kids are better, they're yeah. going to be better behave, you know, children in the community and not end up in jail. Let's say divorce equals jail. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a timer here. I'm trying to summarize, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like you change the world and you can make it to back by changing your own life. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because there's such a burden. Like we feel like, oh, we have to have the perfect job. We have to be the perfect spouse. We have to be the perfect mommy or daddy. We have to be the perfect mm-hmm. this, perfect that. You know what I mean? It's a lot of pressure. Well, I've given up on trying to be a perfect spouse. <laughs> I'll never get again. <laughs> it's hard. Been Are you my place? <laughs> it's 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 yeah. unrealistic screw those shows they're all lies they're all lies yeah, those sure. rich women struggle to keep their men happy and they got like servants to do everything for them and their nails are always did you know i'm like yo beyonce got cheated on yo shania twain right? got cheated on i mean yeah <laughs> perfection doesn't exist just accept it you know but, uh, <laughs> no, no but like abundance you only like if you are throwing out good karma good energy good vibrations more mm-hmm. will it be attracted to you it's a magnet right so it's like if you're yeah. if you come from a mindset of like when i give i know the world will take it take, take care of me it'll come back then you're not yeah. worried it's like when i started this podcast i'm like you know what the like the other things will come in the way i just want to make an impact and if i'm not making an impact anymore then i'll i'll nix it right um yeah because things have to serve a purpose, but I can't, I can't beat myself up or control the metrics of that and the purpose of that. Right. Like, you know, yeah. I know we got stats and algorithms, so sometimes we need to put that down and focus on the task at hand, put the sofa. <laughs>